I feel the master. I feel we them. Y'all ready? ready? They ready? Well, come on. We well, come on. Ready. Welcome back to Calling the Dogs with Chancey and Chi, and we back. Back, back, championship week. And she's back. Yeah, finally. <laughs> well, we're both back. <laughs> I was say, we're both back. <laughs> uh, remember last week whenever we didn't do one? <laughs> Sorry, everybody. We apologize. It was, uh, the stars have not been aligning for us for the last uh, couple weeks, but um, if, you, if you're coming back and listening to us again after... Not getting one last week and then having to listen to me the whole time last time, then uh, God bless you because you've. Hey, I, <laughs> you've hey I, I, I've heard a lot of people say you were good. I'm, I'm thinking about just, just hanging it up, man. <laughs> no, please do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot do that every week, and I, I, that would not be good. <laughs> you, uh, you had it going on, brother. I listened to, I listened to about what was it like 45 minutes long i think i listened to like 35 minutes yeah i just rambled for a long time but uh yeah, you know towards the end i was just like i i think i heard, i think i got the scoop but you know yeah. i'm sure they said the same yeah. stuff about us yeah i just started uh I, I i'm pretty sure that last i i don't know i can't remember which rant i got on but it was a i was i was almost tired afterwards um but uh but we uh had a long hiatus we back uh, we end this uh got through clean old-fashioned hate um Except it was not clean. It was dirty as hell. It was uh, not a good uh, week on that front. Um, but uh, but we made it through. We we still beat the crap out of them. Um, they're just that bad. Um, even through all the stuff we did, they're just they're just tech is that bad. Uh, and it's just uh, a beautiful thing to see. I just want to start off by saying, <laughs> uh, J- Jeff Collins is the name, right? That's the head coach's name. Mm-hmm. He's that's such a pedestrian name. Uh, I just want to start off by saying that guy. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it, will never beat us. <laughs> as long as he's at Georgia Tech, they will never beat us. I I just I'm gonna just put it down. I don't care if people are gonna say you're jinxing everything. He will never beat us, and he will never win anything of note. He's probably gonna be fired in about three years. I, I'm telling you, Chancey, that guy's a nobody. <laughs> <laughs> well, he made just... it very effect- he made it very apparent during that game that uh, he he ain't got much going for him. No, no, and I I'm not into all these. I mean, I wrote some of these on the outline. I'm not into all these gimmicks, and <laughs> we can get into those later. The gimmicks, the way he talks, the way he looks. He's got the most punchable face I've ever seen in my life. And, and on top of that, we're listening to Dan Orlovsky be the commentator for that game. He's like one of those guys that you want to go through the TV speakers and punch him in the face. Like, he sounds like a punchable face. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, always, I always wait for the broadcast to start, and then you just get so disappointed. When you hear when you hear his voice come up, I actually did. I uh, I actually had uh, listened to to Scott uh, had listened to a radio broadcast for about the first quarter. I actually wasn't in front of a TV, and um, and uh, it was it was kind of refreshing. Uh, also, Chuck Dow is senile. Mm. <laughs> the dude yeah, is good up there, and uh, and, and I love it. 
<laughs> he just right Talk before here. <laughs> and the uh, the the whole right before the game starts. I mean, he just yells some real stupid comment, and it, I can't remember what he said during the game. I just started. I just started. I couldn't help myself. I just kept laughing because it was. He just yells. He's just like. <laughs> Something about some buzzing bees and go dogs. <laughs> Just like, all right, all right, Chuck, calm down. <laughs> I used to be able to do a uh, pretty good Chuck Dowdle impersonation, but uh, I don't know if I'll bring it out for the pod. But uh, old Dowdle, yeah, he's. I I don't know how old he is, but you're right. He's getting to the point where it's like words are coming out of your mouth, and I'm not, I'm not sure you're processing any of them. <laughs> but uh, he's a good guy. He's a he's a damn good dog. Um, yeah, all, all in all, it's like you said, man, a clean old-fashioned hate, and it was some dirty hate. Uh, dogs didn't even hardly show up for one of the quarters. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just set out the whole second quarter. Yeah, it was uh, it, it, it was terrible. Uh, I was it was painful to watch. I mean, you go into the half seventeen to seven. Uh, we start out we start out good, but we just never we never got traction. Nothing felt. Everything looked foreign. Mm-hmm. Uh, we couldn't. None of the play. Like it was like it was like we were running those plays for the first time. I mean, defensively, obviously, our guys just they toyed around with them basically the whole day. Just made them look silly. <laughs> look like they, it looked like a pra- I mean, they looked like a, a practice squad. Like <laughs> I'm like, telling you, I, I told you before. I mean, well, not on the pod because we didn't have a pod last weekend, but. Uh, I told you, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, it was like this team is bad. I mean, whenever you had an NC State team who was just miserably bad, NC State is like one of the worst teams in in the country right now. Play toe to toe with you, you know you're bad. And they had, I mean, NC State also had like their third string or fourth string quarterback and running back. I mean, they had like their entire team was hurt, still played to within I think two points of Georgia Tech. And then they come in, and I think after that win, did you see what the quarterback said? He was just like, to, to, to hell with Georgia. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, my God, you don't even know, kid. Uh, but anyway, o- overall, though, I mean, besides the second quarter, uh, you, you sit back and, and, and look at the game as a whole, I it was really pretty polished, except for, you know, we had obviously the, mis- the miscues in the second quarter. But, I mean, for the most part, I mean, I, in the second half, from turning it on, we had Charlie Warner get his first career touchdown. Did you know that? I had I absolutely had, no idea. I had no clue, and but, and and which is, I guess, kind of makes sense. I mean, the guy's caught maybe forty passes in his whole career. I, I guess. I mean, it's it's just incredible that a guy. I mean, you know, he deserves it. I mean, and I think you probably saw on the broadcast. Uh, he uh, he like caught the ball and then he was like celebrating with one of the guys and then he like fell down on his knees almost like a re- like a relief like <laughs> i caught a touchdown <laughs> like a religious experience for him yeah i think he was i think he was also thanking the lord for the touchdown but you know that too but uh but yeah i mean from still first half it just took him and everybody else it took so long he he bounced one pass uh some of them were behind i mean he just he never felt he never looked comfortable um uh, especially, especially first half of the game, um, but uh, you even made the note here that uh, Old Simmons showed up. I guess could, really because he had to. I mean, we had nobody else. Uh, we we lose uh, Cagers out, and then uh, Pickens 
was out for the first half, but um, had some good catches uh, and made some plays uh, on Saturday, which was good to see because we haven't seen it at all. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> he's he's had more drops lately than he has uh, actually like attempts at catching a pass. I have uh, my my body physically rejects the sight of him on TV now. Like whenever yeah. I see him in the game, because I. I nothing good tends to happen, but he actually showed up, which I was happy to see. I mean, I'm not wishing bad on the guy. Obviously, we need him this weekend to be effective, but he he has not – he just hadn't been there. He hadn't been there when we needed him to be there, but he finally showed up in this game. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna lose it this weekend because we're, we may trot out <laughs> Simmons, Demetrius, and Landers to start the game. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> you just have a freaking panic attack. I, you know, Simmons Simmons had some big catches. I mean, you, you you were expecting him to turn a corner all year. And I'm not saying he's doing that this late in the season right now, but you were expecting that kind of mid-season and for him to be the contributor we all thought he was going to be. And uh, it never really happened. But if the guy's going to get hot right before the uh, SEC championship, then I, I'm all for it. And, I mean, I I love Simmons coming into the season. I thought that he was going to be the guy. And – uh, he just doesn't have the length, and I mean, he's athletic, he's speedy, but the guy, I think about that pass, I think it was against Notre Dame in the back corner of the end zone, I mean, from probably one of his best balls all year, and just goes right through the hands of Simmons, those are the kind of plays you have to make, and if you're going to be a senior contributor, uh, you got to make that kind of stuff. Anyway, I'm not going to backtrack on all of that, but just kind of like my whole you know, year-long perspective of Simmons is... It's not been great, but if he's going to turn it on right here, this is when we need him the most. So, all sins are forgiven if you come in and kick ass in the SEC championship. Absolutely. Uh, but And you may note here, too, getting Cook. Cook got some touches. We were actually kind of stretching the ball out, giving him some chances to make some plays. It was good to see him uh, actually start getting something. I mean, he's just another guy, too. And I guess it's just kind of across the board offensively – just not giving guys a lot of – not getting guys in good opportunities and just – there just hasn't been a lot of offensive production. We just talk about the lack of explosive plays, and he's a guy that can make incredibly explosive plays, and he's just been almost non-existent. You know, I don't think he's, – he's ultra-talented, and it's it's tough because he – a lot of people are talking about him being able to, to run between the tackles. I think he can do it, but – why do that with him whenever you have Swift, Harrion, and Zamir? So they're not going to run in between the tackles. And so you're thinking, okay, we're, we've been running these screen pra- passes and these, uh, you know, what the hell are those routes? I can't remember. what the Swing routes, sorry. <laughs> the swing routes with him. Uh, and so just getting him out in space. Man, I want to see him line up in the slot and run a slant. Nobody's talking about it. I don't want to see him run these swing routes or these screen passes all the time. Like, line him up in the slot and see what the boy can do in space in the middle of the field. Because, I mean, when that guy, when he gets motioned out to the outside, LSU's going to come up with their hair on fire and try to light his ass up. They just are. And they're going to, I mean, their game plan, they're going to be ready. You know, Edo says, we coming. <laughs> well guess what we'll be ready anyway yeah i I, th- I think he's he's a weapon i just it's gonna be i wish we were a little bit more uh diverse in how we use him 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, let's see. Uh, thought from had good protection during this game. Offensive line, thought they played well. Um, Tech's just so inferior that you just can't. There's tough. It's tough to pull stuff from this game as we're going into next, going into this Saturday. It's just we, there's not much there to to, to go off of. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, do you, defensively, I felt I felt really good. I mean, do you have what, what were your thoughts defensively? I mean, how we played. Well, last weekend was definitely more of a glorified exhibition for this team because. I think, and I think everybody. I mean, of course, at one point, it's seventeen to seven, and they're they started to drive, uh, and they could have put it within seven points, but they missed the field goal. But whenever they had the ball, uh, I think it was after the onside kick. I'm not, I'm not positive. It was either onside kick or no, it was the swift fumble. They could have put it within seven points. They missed the field goal and remained seventeen to seven. But uh, you know, aside from that moment. I think everybody knew that this game was going to get out of hand pretty quickly. Forty-five to seven, forty-five to ten, something like that. Um, this defense, though, is special, and we're not. I mean, we haven't seen a defense like this in a long time. I mean, I think this defense. I mean, the twenty seventeen defense is probably. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was the last time we've seen a defense like this, but a lot of those guys, I mean, not a lot of those guys, but like a decent amount of those players are still here. Basically, the 2017 difference is Roquan Smith, and that's a pretty big factor whenever you have the greatest linebacker in the history of Georgia football on the field. On You're doing something pretty good. Uh, but all in all, we're seeing, we've seen a lot more uh, shuffling in and out on this team this year. I mean, I feel like more often than not, we've got, We've got linebackers being exchanged. I mean, of course, we're changing most of the time. If we have them a third and long, we're going to bring out the nickel package. And a lot of times we'll bring out the nickel in, in second down anyway. Um, but we have defensive backs that can stick with anybody. They're all rangy. I mean, we've. I think our average defensive back height is like 6'2 at this point. Uh, or six, maybe 6'1. Six but Tyreek Stevenson is turning into a, a major contributor. He's We're going to see him blitzing off the edge like we did uh, over the past probably two or three games. And we're going to see – I mean, Tyson Campbell, I think, I think early in the year everybody said that Eric Stokes is, is our best cornerback. And Stokes is still really good, but at some point he was starting to get picked on. You saw that. And now Tyson Campbell, I think, is taking over that position. I think he's going to be the number one guy. And he's incredible. LeCount and J.R. Reed are holding it down. Jordan Davis is turning into my favorite player, I think. <laughs> Love that dude. He's he's a big man. He's a lot of fun. So, overall, this defense, like like I wrote on here, I mean, I can't love them more. They're awesome. This is, I mean, statistically even, I think this is the best scoring defense that we've had ever. I'm, pr- I'm pretty certain. I, I, feel, I feel pretty good about that. And it's... And to me, what's so special about it is they're—they are getting zero help from the offense. They're getting absolutely no help from the offense. Uh, so many three and outs. I mean, you look at Auburn. We had what was it? How many? Thirteen three and outs or whatever. It was. <laughs> just and a stupid amount. Just, just ridiculous. And and so the, that is our defense just staying on the field the entire game, mm-hmm. and having to. And, and a lot of time, and even this past weekend, on 
multiple uh, turnovers and just having to get right back on the field in short field positions and, and bad positions. And some of that comes on special teams too. But uh, just having – getting their number called and then answering the call every time. I mean, they are they are ready at a moment's notice. And I think a lot of that's coaching. I, I think and it's, it's how we rotate. I mean, the way you're talking about how we shift guys in and out, we're fresh. I mean, and you look at a lot of our scores, like if you look at Auburn, they didn't score till the fourth quarter or into the third, fourth quarter and getting into that toward the end of the game. And uh, it it's really – the same thing happened with Florida, getting those late scores to kind of get it close. But our defense, first half, first uh, first three quarters – is looking good. If we can just get our offense to give them some time <laughs> to just yeah. drag that quarter through the entire game, I mean, it, we'd be in good shape. And like I said, they look they look good this weekend. It, it was easy. Well, the second quarter was exactly what you're talking about. I mean, we we had well, I mean, one of them was, was it was two special team blunders, uh, really. But and then and then Swift had the fumble. So that's I mean, that's three right there in the same quarter. Uh, all that happened in the same quarter, and we missed a field goal at the end of the half. So four things in the second quarter that were just like, what? Like, what kind of football team is this? But the defense never changed, never wavered. Gave up seven points off of all of that. I mean, they started all, on what, the, the 10 or whatever it was, 10, 15 yard Yeah, line? it was like, yeah, like the 15. I, that was one of the weirdest things because, one, Blaylock has been a blessing. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about like – until that moment, I had never worried about him catching the football. And the funny thing is, somebody was talking about, uh, I think it was Tyler was telling me, he's like, yeah, I got on the vent like right after it happened. And, of course, everybody in vent fashion was just like uh, giving Tyler Simmons a bunch of grief <laughs> instead of Blaylock because <laughs> Blaylock muffed it. And then Simmons could have easily jumped on it, and then he just misses it. He just it. whiffed. But it was also Simmons' fault that the guy was within striking distance because he—that was his—that was the runner that he was supposed to be blocking. So uh, it's just—I mean, I don't expect that to happen again. Blaylock's gonna be locked in. I love that dude. I mean, these these young guys are awesome. Uh, some of them just don't know how to make all the best decisions. What a segue! <laughs> uh, that's what I kind of—that's kind of what I was going for. Uh, George Pickens, Jancy, I'll let you uh, give me give me your thoughts first. What the hell? I mean, <laughs> he he, it's like he was trying out for the MMA or something. I don't know. He was or WWE is what it was more what it looked like. I, I mean, the guy's 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Tech's only purpose in this game is to ruin our season. That is their the only redeeming factor is them ruining our season so causing cat bless you causing chaos and that's exactly what they got so pickens goes in there and guy gets up gets in pickens face and it had kind of been happening i mean they were playing him tight man the whole game and really getting i mean there was a couple pass interferences shoving him around not letting him catch the ball and after that i mean he it was a it was a freshman mistake, but just one of the dumbest freshman mistakes. And on top of that, the guy's gonna start throwing punches on at a player with a helmet on. Like mm-hmm. he he's wearing like you could easily break your hand 
Break yeah, your... I thought he did. Yeah. I, because he went right into the medical tent right afterwards. Yeah. I thought he did. Yeah, and, and so I'm like, it, it didn't even make it, – even from just a fighting perspective, it was terrible. <laughs> like, it doesn't – and – and just completely. Well, I will say, whenever he slung him into the wall. Well, that yeah, was that was cool. a good move. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a good move. Realize punchy's not going to work. Let me use this wall. <laughs> but I'm, I mean, but I'm sorry. There's a lot of people online or they're like, oh, he's an 18 year old kid, and like, you know, like, what is he I supposed to do whenever crap. the guys? Fight? Yeah, like, oh my god, like, are you serious? We got something to play for next week. Like, that I don't care. I mean, just let the guy punch you, then he gets ejected. And then you go back to work. I mean, that's it's just like that's what a lot of these guys on on this team have have like that's how they work now. You know, you saw. I mean, you saw some of these guys that came in. I mean, you they I would I could see them doing something like what Pickens did. But I mean, now that I mean, it doesn't take long and they get it. But I mean, like look at how Blaylock operates. Blaylock, I mean, just comes in, does his job. Gets a touchdown, does a little celebration, not even a whole lot, and then goes back to the sidelines, and starts prepping for the next series of downs. I, I and and I, I think Pickens is awesome. He's a hell of a playmaker, but you just can't do that. I don't, I don't care what the situation is. I mean, pointing out to the ref, we get yardage. I mean, that's a win for Georgia Tech right there. They don't have to win the football game. That guy, that guy gets a, that guy gets ejected, and then he doesn't have to play us the rest of the game. He wins. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so like for him, so for him, it's a it's a win win, and yeah. so it, it that like you like you're saying, he pushes you, you throw your hands up, you yep. throw your hands up, and let let that happen to him, and it it was just it it was selfish. It was selfish. It it was, and and Kirby asked him. <laughs> Kirby apparently asked him afterwards. It's just like, hey man, was it worth it? <laughs> was it was it worth it? Did you you think he? Got the best of him. Was it worth it? And it's, I mean, that's just not, and, and I, I saw that he apologized to the team, which is great. Uh, but, man, you just got to realize that. I mean, you just came back from a suspension, a first half suspension. We saw you play for about, what, eight minutes, ten minutes, if that. You get a little touchdown. Woo, yay. And then you get suspended for the first half against the, uh, in the biggest game of your a young career so far. Yep. He blew it. He blew it. But, I mean, and, I mean, one kid's not going to make or break this game for us, but it could. <laughs> I was about to say, it definitely could. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think, I, I just, he definitely. And it's could not like it. we're mad. It's not like we're mad at, at like pick like, yeah like I mean, gosh I mean just, it's just a dumb thing to do. It's not like we're like the kid sucks like he's a terrible person or anything like that. It's like, bro, you you have something better coming down the line here. He's, he's one that he's realize. one day going to be making more money than all of the players on that football team combined. <laughs> yeah, because they're not gonna they don't have NFL careers. That's a fact. <laughs> So anyway, I I agree with you. It's just like it's tough to put into words because you're just like he he screwed up. He screwed up for him and he screwed up for the whole team. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it, it was it was very uh, it, it was disrespectful to everybody. So yeah. Um, and, and 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 as much as I enjoyed seeing him throw that guy into the wall, I I cannot condone it. So <laughs> anyway, um, is there anything else from the game? I mean, Swift 
got banged up. Apparently, he's got the shoulder issue that's been bothering him all year. I mean, this is the kind of thing that stuff like this happens, and then all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, he's been injured the whole year. That comes out. That's like Kirby style. It's like, yeah, well, I won't say anything about it till I have to. And then, uh, but that fumble was so awkward. Like the ball like disappeared, and then all of a sudden, it's like in the tech uh, tech guy's hands. Um, apparently, he's going to be okay, and I'm expecting him to. If we're going to win this football game this weekend, number seven's got to be, he's got to be damn good. I mean, we're talking lead the team good. Put to put the team on your back. And, and LSU's been susceptible to the run. I mean, yeah. and that's uh, – and we're I was about to get to that, but you're exactly right. He's going to have to be full strength. They'll, they'll uh, give him some um, – he he won't be able to feel his shoulder going into the game. <laughs> no, yeah. They'll, they'll, get, they'll get that shoulder nice and ready. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just needs to. I mean, he. We need to have Herschel on the sideline mm-hmm. and be like, "Hey, you. You know what happened to me? I dislocated my shoulder. <laughs> I dislocated my arm in the the national championship game. And said pop it back in. I went back in. So I mean, that's you know, you just got to do what you got to do, and I think he will. I mean, I, I number seven. He's he's a soldier. But I will say though, the only thing I'll say about this is I love Swift to death, but he's been giving a lot of people. I feel like he's been yelling at a lot of players lately and, like, making them do their – even earlier in this game, he yelled at Kenley because he missed a block on a run. He's like, man, if you're going to be doing that, you better hold up your end of the bargain. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that, that was two two lost fumbles in that game. And he was being he was being real loose with the ball. I mean, they even pointed it out. Even Orlovsky pointed it out on the, on the mm-hmm. broadcast, uh, just flailing the ball around and not keeping it secure. So, uh, got, got to have that. Yeah. We we can't make any mis- zero room for mistakes this weekend. Uh, that's that's a fact. Um, well, chance is there any other uh, any other thoughts on the Georgia Tech game? I know there's not a lot of uh, analysis from this. Uh, it was it was nice to see Kemp, uh, a Georgia alum, give give the uh, Governor's Cup to his yeah. dogs. I enjoyed that. Did you see Did you see the video? Like it was it was really awkward. Like Kirby like tried to give him like the bro hug and he like backs away. <laughs> it was weird. Well, well, I think I think Kirby got him and he kind of like lost his balance. <laughs> yeah. I think, I, but yes, it, either way it was very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was awesome. I just was like, what just happened there? That was a weird exchange. Uh but I agree. It was it was good to see the dog dog giving it to the dogs who will never lose to Jeff Collins. I'm just going to put that on record right now. Um and I I'm not afraid. Uh anyway, uh the only injury, I mean, obviously, uh, Swift has the shoulder issue that he's uh, expected to play through. Cager had the ankle surgery, which we didn't get a report on because we didn't have the uh, episode last weekend. Excuse me. Um, but, yeah, Cager had ankle surgery, obviously still on the team, but not going to be able to play. Uh, a couple of interesting notes. I mean, there's probably some more news than this, uh, but obviously Pickens is suspended for the first half of the SEC championship game. Did you notice that? Uh, did you see that Mike Bobo's stepping down in Colorado State? I did see that. I did see that. He's had a pretty terrible last couple seasons. Yeah. Well, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I, I think uh, a lot of people are speculating. I didn't realize this. Uh, apparently, Mike Bobo was Kirby's best man. At his wedding, yeah i I didn't know that, but I knew they were close. <laughs> yeah, that'd been pretty damn close. <laughs> the, the best of close. <laughs> Who, who's this guy that's standing, standing right here? Yeah, 
but yeah, I I think a lot of people are speculating that he might come back and serve as a uh, kind of a offensive analyst uh, type role for a little while, and then uh, maybe eventually take over the uh, OC job. Maybe even just quarterbacks. But I mean, if he can come back and just revitalize our passing game, kind of like Joe Brady has for for LSU, I'm all for it. Let's do it. I'm I, I'm curious if that would happen. I would be very curious to see if that happened. But uh, I, I would love it. Uh, I think it'd be I think it'd be good. But I'm, I'm with you. Well, it depends on. I don't know if his. I guess his family moved out there, and I. You know, there's there's a lot of different things to consider. He might even he he might even retire or just take a couple of years off. I mean, you never know. Um, also of note, Alabama. Moved down to number 12 in the CFP rankings, which is their lowest ranking, I think, since, like, 2000. Well, definitely their lowest ranking in in the college football playoffs. Right. But I think it's their lowest ranking since, like, 2010, maybe 2009. No, not 2009, because they won the national championship. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe even 2007, whenever Nick Saban first got there. I don't know. Uh, But that's that's as low as I can remember them being. Well, and they... Because they had to do it because of Auburn. And so mm. Auburn is so – because Auburn's 11. And so they've got them – they don't have Auburn kind of bumping up in the ranks there. Uh, so they had to put Alabama that far back. And, and But really and truly, you look at Alabama's season and they lost their big games. I mean, they the games that you got to win, they the ones that were going to kind of define their season – still defined their season it was just the wrong yeah. it was the wrong way yeah to talk about the, the iron bowl this weekend holy cow that was like that was probably the best game of the year oh yeah and i actually so it was another thing i was on the road still that day and so i listened to i was listening to it on uh, xm radio and i listened to it from the auburn station or whatever if that was the only mm-hmm. way i could listen to it and um it, it, yeah, I know it, it sucked, <laughs> but it was <laughs> but it was a wild game. I mean, just yeah. absolutely crazy, and uh, it, I mean, just you talking about a momentum roller coaster. It was all it was the classic Auburn football game, like it no, really it was. like the one that like the ones that they're feeling it. It was a classic Gus Malzahn game. I mean, just everything literally bouncing into their hands. Uh, it's it that that. I was glad to see Alabama get beat, but I hated that it had to be them to do it. So anyway, well, the only thing that gave me—I agree—I I don't like. I, I, I talk to uh, my father-in-law about this sometimes. Like, I don't ever like to like. College football is is one of the few sports in in like major sports in America that is somewhat of a beauty pageant. You know, you have to look good to move up in the polls. It's because of the, the rankings, you know. Uh, but I don't care what the situation is. I always want Auburn. Florida, Tennessee, and most of the SEC to lose. Like I, I hate my hate for them is a lot more than you know me thinking like oh this person it makes us look good blah blah blah. Uh, but regardless, it doesn't matter. I mean, if we talked about it since since basically the South Carolina loss, you win out, you go to the college football playoff. Period. The SEC champion is going to the playoff. Anyway, uh, that is all to say that game. Last weekend was was definitely top, probably top three, if not the best game of the year, in my opinion. Oh, chance! The granddaddy of them all. Yeah, the real granddaddy. This is the national championship. Um, I mean, this is well. I, I mean, I say that you know, obviously, 
Clemson, Ohio State, very good <laughs> football teams. Uh, but Clemson plays a Virginia team that they're favored uh, by 28.5 points uh, against. And uh, Ohio State, I think, is favored by 15. Uh, this is an LSU team that's putting up, as we're going to get into, astronomical numbers, record-breaking numbers for LSU. And uh, they're favored by seven points. Uh, so, four o'clock on CB- at CBS at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The line opened at four, favoring LSU. Went up to seven. I think it's going to stay at seven. If it goes up over seven, put some cash on the dogs. <laughs> Regardless, put it put cash on the dogs. Period. Just do it. Um, just some fun facts for you, Chance. Uh, this is the first time that LSU's been to. Uh, the SEC championship since 2011 when they last played us there. Coach O has never played in the SEC championship. This is going to be his first time. And this is also the third straight appearance for, excuse me, Kirby and the Dogs, which is the first time we've ever done that. And the Dogs are 1-2 and two against the Tigers in SEC championship games. A little fun facts for you. Since we don't have trivia this week, because we're this is all about business, baby. <laughs> yeah, we got we got stuff to do. Uh, yeah. I I remember watching that uh, the O five um, SEC championship game and DJ Shockley just going ham uh, mm-hmm. on them. Oh my god, it was so good. Uh, it, you know it, what I remember most about that one is the was it was it Tim Jennings that called the interception took yeah, it in the end zone. he catches as soon as he catches the ball, he just holds it up. Yeah, <laughs> he holds it up and he just he just dances into the end zone. Oh my god, it was uh just a that it was one of those games we just had their number, um and that was a that was an awesome season uh and, and an awesome game uh really besides uh. Besides last year, I mean, really every time we get together with LSU, it's usually a, it's a pretty, pretty awesome game. Um, I mean, and then except the back half of that other SEC championship game in 2011. Yeah, that got a little ugly. That, yeah. that we had their number, and then we decided to do the one thing that you were not supposed to do in that whole game is punt the ball to Tyron Matthew. Holy cow! <laughs> it's like he you did. literally had one thing that whole game that we had to do, and we did the uh, one thing. And uh, yep. anyway, so no, you're right. I mean, Tyron Matthew. Pretty much beat us by himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the guy was incredible. <laughs> Jesus. So, anyway, we no, enough reminiscing. Um, actually, I'm going to reminisce probably a little bit later, but uh, uh, about something in particular. But um, big game this weekend. Obviously, like you said, um, LSU is the offensive powerhouse of the country. I mean, which I don't think I would ever thought that I would yeah, say that. What world do we live in right now? <laughs> I mean, and just transfer quarterback Burrow uh, in his second season with a brand-new offensive coordinator, and now they're just rewriting history in Louisiana and across the country. Yeah. Uh, Pretty remarkable. Go through those stats. Yeah, I uh, (laughs) – just stupid loose. Joe Burrow, I I think we talked about it. I don't have this written down, but I looked it up earlier. You know, last year he had like 2,800 yards, uh, 16 touchdowns, five interceptions. This year, uh, through 12 games, has 5,366 yards passing, 44 touchdowns. I think he has five interceptions, five or six, and then a 78.3% completion percentage, which if it holds, which we're praying it doesn't, 
We're praying he throws for zero percent against the dog. (laughs) (laughs) But if that holds, will be the uh, record for the best completion percentage in the history of college football. Uh, Fun fact: I look. I was looking at those standings. Tyler Huntley, who is the quarterback for Utah, is also he's third right now on the list at like seventy five point five. And same year, which is just crazy. Uh, just two very accurate quarterbacks. Joe Burrow is doing something at LSU that's just simply never been done before. Uh, we're seeing him. He has right now, <clears throat> he has already broken the season single season passing record for LSU, and he broke it at the beginning of November, and he's 1,000 yards ahead of the guy who's in second place right now. Uh, he's also the second in career passing yardage, and he's done it in two years. But we've also just seen like his production has almost doubled at this point. Uh, definitely doubled, more than doubled in the passing touchdown category. But he's also, when you look at the single season, excuse me, single game passing yardage records, and I was looking at the list, he's second. He has the second, third, fifth, seventh, and eighth highest per uh, single game passing yardage amounts in LSU football history. Basically, yeah, he's rewriting the uh, the record books, but LSU just has never been a passing team. And, I mean, I I, I guess the only guy I can think of, I mean, Jamarcus Russell a little bit, but, I mean, he was was also a big dude who could run the football. Zach Mettenberger here recently had that one year that was like, ah, it was pretty decent. I think he threw for like 3,000 yards. Uh, they had Odell Beckham <laughs> and Jarvis Landry. Yeah, yeah, had two two <laughs> incredible receivers. Which is the thing that makes the least amount of sense is how did they? This is the first year they've been, you know, just this ridiculously productive in the passing game, and then they were still able to get all these five star receivers. It doesn't make any sense. But anyway, well, and I and I think part in one of the things you kind of go and watch how he plays, and. The dude is in love with himself. I mean, the guy loves Joe Burrow. Loves Joe Burrow. I mean, he yep. is the biggest chotch bag ever. <laughs> uh, but he, the guy, has zero fear in the pocket. He loves. He loves how he plays. But he believe. I don't know if it's his his faith in his offensive line or whatever the case may be. That line will be collapsing all around him, and he will stand there and. And, and make the throw. There will be guys all you won't even be able to see his body, and somehow he's still able to get the throw out. And, then, and he's sneaky fast too. Oh yeah, if he has to. Oh yeah, well, he'll he'll pull that ball in a heartbeat on on an option play, and and makes and makes moves. I mean, he's a big guy. He's a big guy, long strides. He's athletic, and and that's that's what's terrifying about him. It's not so much that he's elusive; it's that he doesn't care if his pocket collapses on him he's going to stand there and make the throw he doesn't he hasn't been he hasn't been gotten frazzled all season he's he's maintained his composure and sits back there and throws the pass well but i mean like how do you go from 2800 yards to 4300 heisman front runner i mean basically like a a, a decent quarterback to the heisman front, <clears throat> heisman front runner in this situation in one year I mean, literally the only the only answer is Joe Brady. Who the hell is that guy, or who was that guy before he came here? I think he was. Didn't he work for the Saints or yeah, something? Yeah, he was on the Saints offensive staff. How is he this good? Like, what? How do you make that big of a difference? 
I don't I don't know. I, but I, and I I think I think it definitely is. I think he is a, a bulk of it. But I I mean I think Burrow is a good quarterback, and he's he it's just it's a perfect perfect kind of just mixture of everything. I mean, they've got talented guys. Like It's like you said, they're finally maximizing all this receiver talent that they've had for so long. And uh, just getting like a good quarterback and, and getting a good offensive-minded coach, it was just kind of like the stars have aligned uh, that, that they got everything they have. But it's, it's remarkable. I mean, I thought it was a fluke at the beginning of the season. I was just like, there's no – this is LSU. They're going to – this is going to slow down. We're just like, yeah. pump the brakes. Yeah, I thought so too. And then it's like, oh, no, they're putting up like 700 – was it against uh, Ole Miss? They put up like 700-something yards of offense. Yeah, something, something stupid. I mean, they're averaging 48 points uh, a game, which I believe would be – at Georgia would be a school record. Uh, I, I think we had one that was like maybe 44 – Maybe forty-five uh, back when Bobo was here, but uh, forty-eight is that's that's incredible. And I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that. I mean, the offensively, I, I don't really see. <laughs> I don't know who who the weakness is because they've got everybody. They've got big time receivers. They got two thousand yard receivers. One guy, I don't have the numbers on me, but one of them is just Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Jamar Chase is averaging a ridiculous amount of yards per catch. They got those two guys. They've got Moss at tight end, who I'm going to just go ahead and tell you, I'm most scared of him. I think we guys that can have guys that can measure up. I think Tyson Campbell and and Eric Stokes can cover on the ends. But you're telling me, like, what have we struggled with the most this whole year as far as receiving game goes? The tight ends. I mean, every. I mean, you look at the Florida game. You look at the Notre Dame game. Uh, it just has been. That's kind of been our Achilles heel. And then on top of that, you get a bowling ball in Edward Hilaire, who's playing like his like his hair's on fire. And then Joe Burrow, who has been, like we said, Heisman front runner, and just playing like the best quarterback in the country, uh, best player in the country. So there's no weakness to the sell suit. I mean, I maybe maybe some of the offensive linemen. I don't know any of those guys, <laughs> but I mean. Yeah, this is it's pretty hard to find something to just attack in this offense. Well, and at the same time, I will say, uh, as we're done worshiping this LSU offense, is yeah, sorry, I, <coughs> our, our we're, we have the best defense that they've seen, and yeah. and there's I don't think there's a question about that, and I think we're going to show them looks that they have not seen. I mean, I think we're going to be able for. We're from position to like a position across the board. I think our talent level and just how we're playing—that was a good sound right there—are uh, are better than than anybody they've played uh, across the board. And I I think I feel very good that they're not going to be able to score forty eight points on us. Uh, but they're still going to score points on us. I mean, they're going to get an explosive. They're going to get two, maybe even three explosive plays and when I'm saying explosive plays you're talking 25 30 plus yards I mean you're gonna have to expect that they're gonna they're gonna make that happen at some point um, and so but so offensively we've got to be able to balance that I mean um, I think for, I think our linebackers are going to be huge in this game because they're just they're gonna have to keep burrow Keep <laughs> the thing is you you want to keep him in the pocket, but but you you don't want to keep him in the pocket for too long because <laughs> he's, he's going to pick you apart. 
No, you, you you have a great point there, and and it's unlike. I mean, it's just like a. If you're playing, I mean, you have to play him like a dual threat quarterback, but a guy who's a dual threat quarterback who's also extremely precise in his throws. And it's it's interesting because I mean, normally with a dual threat quarterback, you think, okay, get to the level of the quarterback and attack in, contain. Um, you know, make, let them make a stupid decision. But Joe Burrow's just—I mean, he's throwing for seventy-eight percent. He's just not making stupid decisions in this game, and he's also got a a very talented, athletic receiving core around him. So it's easy for them for him. I mean, they can make up for if he starts to make a mistake, they can make up for it. You know, they've got they're they've got range. So anyway, it's like you said though. I'm sitting over here, you know, talking about the LSU offense and. They're about to come up against the best defense in the country, in my opinion. Uh, nobody's – I mean, they're at, we're, we're giving up 10 points a game. Uh, nobody's running the ball on us. Uh, we've given up a few passing yards every now and then. Uh, but this team, this defense, this defense is about as complete as, of a defense as we've seen. Like I said, the 2017 team had an, some incredible players on that defense. Roquan Swift was uh, – Swift? Swift. <laughs> Roquan Swift. Holy cow. Best player ever. Uh, Roquan Smith is the difference maker. He's the guy that they can push put a team you know, put a defense, you know, on a different level. But as far as completeness, this this defense is better than the twenty seventeen team. Uh, I'm I'm expecting it to be a, a battle and I think that if we can hold them to maybe twenty one, maybe one twenty one or twenty eight, I think we got a good chance. Because they're gonna score. Like you said, if we can hold them in the twenties, I think we got a decent chance. We got to we got to generate turnovers, man. I mean, we mm-hmm. we have got to have one or two cotton balls bounce our way and, and to give us some momentum, and at the same time keep our mistakes at a at, at zero. <laughs> I mean, yeah. especially from a defensive perspective, we can't give them anything. We give them any leeway, and um, and they'll take complete advantage of it but got to have some turnover so really need that to happen uh and uh so that's that's my that's my thoughts there i i I felt i feel decent about our defense especially in the first half if we can can if we can hold them back early and just slow them down early get them because they're used to just busting wide open like uh, out the gate i mean they're used to getting start scoring fast I think they've scored more in the first half than any other team in the country. Yeah, of, and, of each game. And so if you if you get, say first first drive of the game, three and out, or or just a a, a seven play drive, or whatever the case may be, um, that's the kind of stuff that can just give you that momentum you need. And then obviously when we get the ball, we got to do something with it. But causing some three and outs, they're not used to that. They're not used to punting the ball. I mean, they're used to going down and scoring uh, at will. And so uh, we we got to we've got to be able to get some three and outs or some uh, some some short drives uh, on, on that side of the ball. Well, look at their I mean, just look at their recent games, the back half of the year. I mean, they played they recently they destroyed a Texas A and M game. I mean, team that we played you know a close game with. Um, I think a lot of people, including the odds makers, are looking at that and thinking you know it's the kind of recency bias, right? 
But then you look at, okay, they played an Ole Miss team that put up a ton of points points on them. It's for like a team that's been struggling all year. They put up, what, I think 30, 31, maybe 35 on them. Um, and they also played an Arkansas team. But then they, they finished off with their best defensive performance against Texas A&M. And then, but you look at the Auburn game. It's the one game that a lot of people should be comparing to this weekend because that was the best defense that they've seen all year until now. And they won that game by 23, uh, excuse me, 23 to 20. But, and I would say it was, it was a 10-point ball game until about two and a half minutes left in the game. But, but what they did in the second half against LSU and, 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 and Auburn, you know, a team that I think has a good defense, a very good front seven, not a great back four. And we have a great back four. We've got guys that can play with all of them. So I'm, I'm saying as far as complete defenses and people thinking that we have just a puncher's chance, we've got more than a puncher's chance. I think that's ridiculous if somebody thinks, like, ah, Georgia's not going to hang with them. No. We'll be around. We're coming. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's talk about this offense. Uh, yeah. Um, so this is what I was going to reminisce about. Uh, I love reminiscing. I truly think, because leading up to this game, naturally I had to go back and watch the 2013 game. Uh, I truly think, if you go back and watch that, I think we kind of game plan just like that game. I don't think that – I think the way we ran the ball and the way the way we kind of – we stretched that field out on them, I really – I was kind of watching that and I was like, oh, crap, that that could be Cook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, that could be – that could be Sim. That could be Demetri. This, this would do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, it, it kind of lines up. It, it, great offensive line play. I mean, obviously, I'm, lo- I'm looking back at an old game, but we were calling a game against a defense that hasn't been – has not – there's holes in this defense. I mean, they have got – they've given up a lot of yards on the ground. I think, I think Ole Miss put up like 400-something yards against them, and the quarterback plumbly rushed for like 200 of them. I mean, yeah. it – and obviously that might – I'm sure they were not really keyed into that game and not super concerned. Um, that's like, like I said, offensively they put up 700-something yards, so they weren't really worried about that. Um, but there are some weaknesses here that we've got to exploit. Our problem is we haven't been ex- exploiting all of these weaknesses. Our explosive plays have been uh, been – been lacking i mean to, to me i'm thinking we've got we've got to be a be doing play action we, we have to be doing play action but give me some give me some i need from to give me some pump fakes i need us to draw to pull some receivers open get, just get some separation to allow us to have a big play downfield or to get our guys in space that that's what we're we're, we're not we, we did it we started against auburn and then we took our took our foot off the gas and um like i said we got up got got points early uh, but I, I really think I, I, I don't know. I just love that game plan and just love the way it looked because to me it just felt like we were stretching the team out. Had Todd Gurley, uh, and obviously that would be great to have Todd Gurley. <laughs> but I, I mean, obviously Swift could be is 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 who we could rely on. But getting him an open space would be huge. I love Swift, but Todd Gurley is Todd Gurley. <laughs> <laughs> 
I agree. I completely agree. I think the way that we talk about, I think the defensive key, if I had to single single out a single one of them, is Burrow's going to get hit. He's gonna he's gonna earn he's if he's gonna get yards he's gonna have to earn every single one of them, and I'm talking about like if, if he's if he's running around. Now, on the offensive side, just plain and simple, Swift has got to be the guy. I mean, he's got to come in and take over this game like we've never seen him do it, and I fully expect him to get over those two fumbles, and be and you know have have his head ready to go. I mean, he's gonna be ready to go. From also another X factor. I mean, a, a lot of people have seen him struggle over the past few weeks. He's had, I think, four games in a row that have been under 50% completion percentage. That's bad. But you look at I, when I look at the Georgia Tech game, <clears throat> which you're t- playing a terrible opponent, but I, I was hoping, like, oh, you know, we can get some polish before the SEC championship game. And when you look at the Georgia Tech game, I rewatched it last night and. You know, he had a few throws. He he short armed a, a few bad balls. Uh, there was one against uh, one to Demetrius that he short armed, but he also, I mean, even Dan Orlovsky, <clears throat> Orlovsky pointed it out before it happened or after it happened. But you know, he basically gave Demetrius a hot route, and Demetrius, you know, didn't really turn around very quickly on the whole situation. So anyway, you know, he had a few bad balls, but he also has. Pretty much every game has at least five or six incompletions that are because he's putting the ball away from harm's harm's way or out of harm's way. The guys turn over, turn the ball over three times this year, and they're all against a single team, and we lost that ball game. Uh, Fromm's going to make sure he's going to take care of the ball first and foremost. But then you also look at the fact that he had four passing touchdowns in that game. Threw some beautiful balls to Tyler Simmons. Pickens was wide open, so that's a different deal. I love the play that we had against Werner in that game because it looked to me like we were just stretching four receivers, basically like a, a four vertical straight out of NCAA, uh, the video game, and and Werner's you know wide open because the receiver, I mean, excuse me, the defensive backs couldn't decide who to cover. So I fully expect everybody to be on their A game. The deal is, kind of like what we were saying earlier, not having Pickens for the first half, if you can hold them at bay until Pickens gets in, that might be the deal. I mean, that might make the difference in the game. Well, he's going to have, if anything, he's going to have fresh legs. So, yeah, fresh so, legs. Uh, I, I just, I, I mean, I want Fromm to just go out there and and not be, like I said, not be reckless, but I want to see him get some of that some of that juice back, some of that just command in the pocket. He's just looked timid to me. Yeah, he, he has looked timid. And, and it's like not setting his feet, throwing off his back foot. I mean, all the all the cliche things to say, but he's doing a lot of those cliche things. But then you look at Auburn on those, on those, those uh, like that touchdown pass uh, to uh, Blaylock, and it's like he set, he set his feet, and then that pit took, touchdown pass to Pickens this past weekend, set his feet. I mean, he just – he did everything. He looked like he was supposed to – you knew when he threw that ball, it was good. Like, Mm -hmm. you you could – you just could tell when he would throw those that they were were right. And and he – last year and the year before, he was doing that more consistently. But I think a lot of that, too, is confidence in the guys he's throwing the ball to. And I'm just hoping we've gotten over that hump. That he, he feels confident in his guys, but at the same time, like you said, the guys aren't running the routes the best that 
that they should be. And so we really need them to be crisp in their route running. And I and I'm not trying to say that from I mean you know I I, I mean I, everybody knows that I love from but I mean I'm I, I'll you know I'll certainly criticize the guy and and I don't think I just don't think it's like okay you can't blame from for all of our offensive woes and I'm not telling you this but I mean there's been some mistakes in the receiving core too and I know but here's the deal. Fromm is the leader of this team. I mean, and the leader's going to – he's going to take all the blame, and you know what? He can take it. And that's why Kirby loves the guy because he's a leader. And um, I have full faith that he's going to bring bring his uh, his best effort this weekend. I, I, I mean, I think the guy's going to be ready to go. The guy doesn't – I mean, nobody studies harder than he does. Uh, nobody game plans harder than he does. So, as long as we can get the right play at the right time and uh, hit, hit our receivers and, and give Swift the ball and – offensive line mauls that defensive line uh i think we have a, a pretty more than a more than a fighter's chance in this game well and i was very coming into this i was very pessimist mode my usual self and uh, i know i always try to pick you up <laughs> well i'm gonna surprise you and uh this terrifies me oh, but okay. really after the last two days after kind of really diving into all this I feel like we're going to come out like we did against Alabama last year and playing strong early and kind of catching – because nobody – like you said, Vegas isn't giving us a shot. Nobody's giving us a shot. And, uh, I mean, I guess they're giving us a shot, but they're they're backing away from us. People are, people are starting to doubt us. Our defense has hurt all week long or ever since we were declared to be in the SEC championship game. That, that, that game was set that – LSU's defense or LSU's offense is going to put up points on Georgia. They're going to score a bunch of points against this good defense, but they're going to score points. So you better. So the, so our defense is having to listen to that all week, and then our offense is now the whole country is saying, "Okay, is Georgia's offense going to be able to put up anything?" And so I just I'm just hoping that this lights a fire under these guys. And obviously, this past weekend we did not show any of our cards. I mean, we held everything back this past weekend so you can't mm. i mean not everything but we we held a lot because like you said inferior opponent we're not going to show much and i felt similar i mean last year i felt more along the lines of alabama's gonna come in here and run all over us it ain't gonna be pretty i, I didn't feel good about it and then we come out and, and are winning that game for three and a half quarters it was like a freaking deja vu um <laughs> throw up again <laughs> and but i think we have a shot to do that this year and finish the game i mean i, I truly do and so um coley go go uh, earn your paycheck um i i'm excited about this game I, i'm i really am I, i'm um i'm preparing i'm preparing for the worst but but i'm i'm hopeful for the best i i'm I, i'm leaning optimistic on this I'm 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 feeling I'm feeling good. We're gonna have ourselves a good SEC championship. That's uh that's unusual for you, Chance, and I I appreciate it. And I'm not well, scares it scares super, it scares the crap okay. out of me. I know it does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a full on optimist, but I also am just like let's go to war kind of thing. That's how that's how I am. Is like let's. I mean, we can we can. We have the ability to go in there and 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 honestly beat the shit out of them if we wanted to, but we have to score points. <laughs> but 
I'm just a defensive-minded guy, and this defense just makes me amped. And so I could, I could totally see, I could see LSU's offense taking this game over, and I could see our defense taking this game over. It's just, you know, that's the way I look at it. And I think a lot of the pundits and the media guys across the country are just looking at this like, looking at it like this: elite offense for LSU, uh, elite defense for Georgia. Uh, mediocre offense for Georgia, capable defense for LSU. And I think that's the way that they look at it and why nobody's giving us a chance. LSU's coming off the best defensive performance of the year, I guess right time of the year type deal. I don't really care, man. This is throw throw all throw it all out. Yeah. Throw everything out. This is one game, one afternoon in Atlanta. It's going to be a hell of a game. Oh, yeah. Well, and and this is my this is this is my number. I'm going with if we can keep ourselves to fewer than six three and outs. I'm say six. Mm. The reason why I say that is like I say I know we're gonna have some, but if we can keep ourselves to fewer than six three and outs, um, we're gonna keep our defense off the field long enough to stay healthy and stay on the field and and stay um have have enough momentum and enough stamina to get through the whole game and play the way that they have played um we just got to we got to we got to stay on the field offensively we got to we got to string some first downs together whole field position um so anyway that's 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 where we're at so yeah well i'll uh we'll we'll get back to our final thoughts uh here in a little bit and uh I think we kind of covered it pretty good, but uh, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and jump into the games of the week because it's championship week, and we got to do all of them. <laughs> Let's do just like last year. Rapid fire, rapid fire. Let's go. Uh, yeah, we're gonna rapid fire this thing. Wait, what are we at? Uh, probably probably an hour at this point. It doesn't matter. Uh, Friday night, you got a game. Pac-12 championship game. Oregon plays Utah, thirteen versus five. Utah's ranked. Excuse me. Utah's favored by six and a half points. Who you got there, Chance? Ducks. I like where your head's at. I'm gonna go ducks as well. Little little uh, sports betting uh, 101. If they're at, if it's hanging around six and a half, they're trying to get you to bet on that team because uh, the seven's the hot number. So anyway, uh, I'm gonna go ducks as well. We're not gonna do the SEC championship. I must set that one. Uh, number seven Baylor plays number six Oklahoma. Oklahoma's favored by eight and a half points. This game's in. Uh, I think it's in Dallas. It's in. Uh, the Cowboys Stadium. It's at noon, which is weird. Uh, who do you got their chance? They're always at noon. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Oklahoma. I, I think they'll. I think the Hurts will bounce back and they'll they'll play well. My brain says Oklahoma. My heart says Baylor, and I'd rather go with my heart. So I'm gonna go with Baylor. <laughs> um, <laughs> the MAC championship game. Oh, love this. The what? Miami of Ohio. The MAC. The Mid Atlantic. Conference, I think, I think that's what it is. Uh, Miami of Ohio uh, plays Central Michigan. Obviously, neither one of them are ranked. Uh, Central Michigan is favored by seven points. Who do you have to their chance? I always go with the underdog. Go Miami of uh, Ohio. It's probably a smart pick. Central Michigan's been good this year, though. Those those Tuesday Tuesday and Wednesday night back games are fun. Uh, I'm gonna go Central Michigan. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, Sun Belt Championship game. You at least know one of these teams. Actually, we've played both of these teams recently. 
Louisiana Lafayette plays number 21, Appalachian State. App State's favored by six and a half points. Who you got their chance? I'm going to go with App State. Uh, I lived in North Carolina for a year and a half, so why not? You were up there for a year and a half? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was a long time. Yeah, no. I, I didn't really. I was there. Okay. Good for you. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Mountaineers as well. And we're moving on. Conference USA Championship. Oh, also great. UAB versus Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic's favored by seven and a half points. Who you got their chance? Uh, my uh, cousin is a PA at the UAB hospital. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go with UAB. Yeah, go bla- Blazers? No, Dragons? I don't know what they are. Uh, I'm going to go with UAB as well because Lane Kiffin's going to be focused on maybe going to Florida State next year. Ooh. American Athletic Conference championship game. Number 20, Cincinnati, plays Memphis. Number 17, Memphis is uh, favored by 9.5 points. This is a funny one because they literally just played last week. So this is a week-to-week repeat, which is weird. Uh Anyway, nine and a half points favoring Memphis. Who do you got there, Chance? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cincy. Why not? Who cares? Yeah, I'll take the I'll take the points in that too. Um, the Mountain West Championship game. Ooh, another big one. Uh, Hawaii plays Boise State. Boise State is ranked number 19, <clears throat> and they're also favored by 14 points. Who do you got there, Chance? Yeah, probably Boise State. I'm gonna go Hawaii on this one. I don't know why. I'm gonna go Hawaii. Uh, take the points. All right, so <laughs> Virginia is ranked number 23. They just played Virginia Tech last week to basically figure out who was going to be in the ACC championship game to get throttled by Clemson. Uh, number 23, Virginia plays number three, Clemson. Uh, Clemson's favored by 28 points. Who do you, you going to take their chance? That's a lot, but I'm going with Clemson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll take Clemson to win like 50 50- Eight to two, um, yeah, I'll take Clemson there. All right, so then uh, the other like pretty decent matchup we have the Big Ten game uh, number eight Wisconsin uh, is facing uh, number one Ohio State. Ohio State is favored by sixteen and a half points. Who do you got their chance? <sighs> I mean, I feel like you got to go Buckeyes on it. Uh, they're just playing. They're playing lights out. Go Buckeyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm gonna go with the Badgers, just cause I don't want to. I don't want to cheer for Ohio State with anything. So I'll take the points uh, with Badgers. Um, chance, uh, just final thoughts from me. You got to play a very. I mean, we talked about this. We got to play a very mistake-free ball game. The, I mean, the team that makes the least mistakes and scores the most more points usually wins the football game. Mm. Um, I'm just expecting our defense to come out and give their best effort. Um, I just don't want them to be on the field the whole time. That's the problem. And we can't have, like you said, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. If we have a very limited amount of three and outs, we have a very good shot in this ballgame. And I think George Pickens, first half, we're going to miss you, buddy, but we're just going to have to put next man in. And, and we got to produce somehow. I don't care how it is. I mean, it, maybe if, it, if the first half is just Swift's half and then the second half we open it up or something, I don't care. Just don't take – if we get up, don't take the freaking foot off the pedal. I swear to goodness. <laughs> I swear, Chansey. Anyway. You're going to see my body fly over the top deck <laughs> at the bench. 
like a damn flying squirrel <laughs> spread like just all limbs spread out just flying down there to kill whoever i can get my hands on <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh that <was> funny <laughs> that was a fun i just was just i could picture that and it's just a funny thing i also could just see you just spontaneously combust <laughs> <laughs> that's also both are both are equally as likely uh if that, yeah. if that happens no exactly right i mean it, it's it, it's about it's a clean game but I, I i would also i would also like to see a drive where we're always about slowing slowing it down but Take every now and then, taking an advantage of if we're playing decent ball, like have some tempo plays, have some, or some tempo yeah. drives, just to throw them off. I mean, we've some, had some success with that, right? This year. Right. I mean, it, like I said, put this, put a unproved, like a an unproven LSU defense on their heels, and see if we can sneak one past them. I um, mean, that's that's my that, that's my thoughts there. But I mean, it's like like I said, just. Our defense is going to play well, and I'm I'm so pumped to watch them against Burrow, and I'm just I just really want to see his bell get just I want to see Tyler Clark or Jordan Davis just run him over. I just want a good Nothing. a good swim move over <laughs> over the center and just mm. and literally just I'm talking about one of those where his Burrow's arms are just flail out ahead of him. <laughs> even if he gets the ball. Kind of like that hit that that Floyd had against uh, Mettenberg yes, in the LSU yes, game. Yes, yes, that's yes. good. I, I think you, I think you're uh, you're trying to do this to me. You're trying to get me excited here because <laughs> nothing would make me happier than number ninety nine busting through and destroying Joe Burrow. Oh my God, it would do it. Would, I would do the same thing. I'd jump off the top deck. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Chance, just scroll down. <laughs> oh anyway, gosh, so yeah, we're, so. we're getting we're getting a little ridiculous with this one. Um, yeah, I uh, are you gonna be there? I am gonna be there. Gonna get up there Saturday morning, and uh, pretty 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 jazzed. Um, didn't know if it was gonna happen, but got the final word today. We're making we're making it happen. So um, super pumped, and uh, I, I I feel like that's similar news for you as well. Man, you gotta love in-laws. Um, yeah, yeah, we're going to the game. Going to the game. Very pumped about it. We'll be cracking my first beer as soon as my feet hit the pavement. Um, and we're gonna. I think we're gonna literally like go down to the to the bins and just like be there at, at like nine o'clock or something like that. But we're we're also driving in in the morning on Saturday. So uh, from Athens. So yeah, man. Uh, I'll be there and. Uh, I've worn the same shirt since Florida, the Florida game. Mm. Okay, you know I'm going to be wearing that same shirt. <laughs> uh, do not lose that shirt. <laughs> well, not like every day, but for every game. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll find you before the game, and uh, let's uh, let's let's get a moment to to just get ready for the dogs mm. and. Uh, I hope you're – by that point, I think you're going to be a little bit more – your nerves are going to be a little – you are gonna. You might be shaking a little bit. I think I will be too, uh, but I'm going to be nervous. But, uh, man, I think I think this team's got – we've got, we got a special team here. Oh, my, special my, ner- my nerves are already shot. Like, I'm already, yeah. like, starting to freak out. But I'm excited. But anyway, but uh, <laughs> if uh, – as we're wrapping up, uh, like, we're getting into this SEC championship game, this is uh, – we're finishing up the regular season for uh, the second year in a row. This is kind of crazy. Is that not wild? Yeah, man. 
I hope people still listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're right, brother. It's a I'm looking for well, let's let's uh stick to this season for right now, but I am looking forward to next year though. Oh yeah. And the year after that. And forever more. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we don't get really bored with this. <laughs> no, this is a great time every week. Um yeah, I uh let's do it, brother. I'm I'm excited and uh go dogs. Dogs on top. Oh, oh, oh.